What's going on? Welcome to the Ransomed Bodies Project. I am your host, Trent Harrison. I am the founder and CEO of Ransomed Bodies Training. This podcast is for those who want more out of their fitness journey and who are ready to unlock their fullest potential with their physique without cutting out your favorite carbs or eating within a four-hour window. You are going to learn how to turn your body into a fat-burning furnace and muscle-building machine. I am going to break down some of the biggest myths, controversies and questions that you are facing right now that are stopping you from unlocking your best self. You ready? Let's get it. If you don't want to look like them, then you can't act like them. This is a concept I had to learn the hard way. This is the concept that I've had to learn through trial and error. And my intention and purpose on this training today is to share some of the the lessons that I've learned, some of the roadblocks and setbacks that I've had with people and, you know, with the observations that I've made inside of the gym and outside of the gym on what it looks like to be successful on what success looks like on what it looks like to actually grow and take your life, you know, to the next level. When I was still in medical school, I had to do multiple rotations. And so what a rotation is, is where you would spend a solid six to eight weeks in different specialties and you would train there and then you'd go to the next one. So it was almost, it was, it was really crazy because I pretty much had a new job every six to eight weeks with new coworkers, with um, new management, with a new parking spot, with a new route I had to take, with new responsibilities. And so it was a lot, you know, it was a lot um, having to change. I had eight of them. So I had pretty much eight jobs in the span of one year because I was going through the different rotations. One of the rotations I did, actually, I worked in women's health. I worked in a gynecology clinic for eight weeks, which is real interesting, uh, right? Actually, um, it was a great experience. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, I worked in gynecology for eight, eight weeks. And I remember this was on one of my paths and journey to really like start tracking my macros and taking my nutrition seriously. Because up until this point, I was very serious in the gym, like most people. But I wasn't as serious in the gym as I was in the kitchen, as I was with tracking my food. And I always thought, I believe, you know, like it doesn't matter or not that it didn't matter, but, you know, eating and tracking my macros wasn't as important as people said it was. So what happened was during this rotation was the time where I was like, all right, you know what? I'm not seeing the results I want as quickly as I would like to. So I know I'm going to actually dial in my nutrition. I know I'm going to dial in what I'm eating, what I'm tracking, et cetera. So one of the most difficult and honestly life-altering experiences I had when I was working in the gynecology office was one of the days, it was one of the like MAs, the medical assistant's birthdays. And as you probably have experienced in the workplace, a lot of the times when there's a big birthday or there's something to celebrate you know, the office gets a big cake or they get food catered, etc. And so I remember I was just learning how to track my macros. I was just learning about my fitness pal and I was, I was seeing results and I was super excited about it. And out of nowhere, this cake shows up in the office, this cake and all this catered food that I just could not eat um, based off of my macros for that day. And so it was lunchtime and we went into the back office, like the break room and we sung happy birthday to this girl and they started to cut the cake. And you've probably been in this scenario before where they start to cut the cake and they don't ask you if you want a piece or not. They just cut the cake and start putting it on plates. And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh no, 
oh no, so I'm going to have to be that guy. I'm going to have to say no. Um, I'm not going to be able to eat the cake. And so they pass, probably 20 people in the office, they start passing out slices of cake to everybody. It's lunchtime, guys. Like I'm not trying to eat cake at lunch, right? So they start passing out slices of cake to everyone. And this is when I'm pretty new at tracking my food and actually dialing in my nutrition. And I had to say no. And I said no. Um, and I stood there as the only person in like a room of 20 people celebrating the great time. I had to sit there and watch everyone else eat. That was a marquee moment in my life because out of the 20 people there, I was the only one not eating cake. And I remember leaving that day feeling very empowered by myself because up until that point, I considered myself a people pleaser. I considered myself someone who I kind of just did whatever the flow was. And I didn't like making people upset or offending people, but that was a stance I took where I was like, I know there's, there's no way I'm going to be able to hit my macros. If I eat this piece of cake, there's no way there really is no way. And what that lesson taught me, that lesson taught me that if you want to be successful, you have to do the opposite of what the 99% do. So if you're following along, write this in the comments, do the opposite of the 99%. Do the opposite of the 99%. One of my philosophies as a coach has evolved in the last, I would say probably year and a half, two years. So when I first started coaching, one of the things that I would always say to like my newer clients is like, I'm going to teach you how to how to go out to eat and do all these things and, and blah, 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 blah. And, and that was a big thing that I would talk about. Now I'm starting to realize and learn more that the thing that I like to teach more is how to go against the grain and how to understand that it's okay to go against the grain. It's okay to do the opposite of what the 99% do. A couple of weeks ago, when I was getting ready for my show, I had another incident like this happen. And one of the reasons I want to share this is because I want you guys to know that I deal with these things too. This is not something that is unique to you. This is something that I deal with on a regular and consistent basis. I had to go out to dinner with, with my childhood best friend and his family um, that I haven't seen. I haven't seen him in like five years, super long time. And so we went out to dinner or we went out to lunch and this was a week before my most recent show and there's no way I was deviating from this. And so I had to go and Yes, most of the time you can order at restaurants and really figure it out. But this time, because I was a week out from my show, um, I was unable to really, there was nothing on the menu I could order. I literally looked at the menu and I'm like, all right, I'm going to make it work. There's nothing I could order. So I was just like, I'm just going to get a Diet Coke. So I sat there, I got a Diet Coke. And this was a bomb restaurant, a restaurant I normally love to eat. And I remember um, they looked at me and they said, Trent, I feel bad for you. You know, I feel bad for you um, that you have, have to do this. and I'm at a place now where I do not feel bad for myself. I don't feel bad for myself if I'm the only person there not eating. I don't feel bad for myself if I have to go out of my way and be inconvenient because I know I'm not trying to live a life like the other 99%. I'm trying to live a 1% life. And in order to live a 1% life, you're going to have to do what the 99% aren't willing to do. The 99% aren't willing to meal prep on a Sunday. They would rather sit down and watch football all day long. The 99% aren't willing to wake up early and go to the gym and wake up early and step on the scale and take progress pictures and do all these other things. They're not willing to do that. And so I understand that if I want to live a life that's different than what most people live, I have to be willing to take actions that are different than what most people are willing to do. I'm going to have to be willing to eat the same way on the weekend, on the weekdays that I do on the weekends. 
I'm going to have to be willing to go to the gym when I am tired. I'm going to have to be willing to wake up when my alarm goes off in the morning and not hit the snooze button, even though all three of my kids were up all night long. Do what the 90-90% are not willing to do. Right before I went on this live stream, I looked up a stat, and I pray that it's wrong, but unfortunately, I'm pretty sure it's not wrong. And write this in the comments if you want along. The average American watches 294 minutes of TV per day. 294. Write that in the comments below so it sinks in for you. 290. Again, I hope this is wrong, but this is just what I read. 294 minutes per day of television. This isn't this stat didn't even include email or social media or whatever or or listening to the radio or listening to music. This is just TV. That's all I looked up. I looked up what does the average American watch for TV? And it said 294 minutes per day, which is over four hours of television. And I would assume on the weekends, that's probably a little higher for a lot of people, right? And you would think, like, how do people have time to watch five hours of TV per day? I have no idea. I do know people who watch that much TV, but to know that that's the average. And so when you look at those numbers, I'm not saying don't watch TV. I watch TV, but you better believe I don't, I don't watch anywhere close to 294 minutes per day. It's like you read stats like that and you're like, okay, I got to do what the 99% are not willing to do. Another crazy stat that you should know about is the average American eats 3,500 calories per day. And the average American has no idea how many calories they're actually eating. 3,500 calories per day is what the average American eats in terms of calories. That's a lot. If I already eat 3,500 calories, I'd, I'd feel extremely bloated and full. And most, most of you guys probably would too. But most Americans have no idea how many calories they're eating. So guess what the solution is? Guess what the opposite of that is? Instead of having no idea how many calories I'm eating, I am hyper aware with how many calories I'm consuming. Also, the average person has no idea how much they actually weigh. I can tell you that from experience because I ask people all the time that ask me for help and I say how much you weigh and they have no idea. So what do you do? You do the opposite. I know exactly what I weigh every single day because I step on the scale every single day and I weigh myself every single day, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter if I had a bad day being the day before, no matter if I had a good day being, I weigh myself daily. I wake up, I go to the bathroom, I step on the scale. It is just automatic. So what I want you to do, and you probably already do this, is become very observant with people. Become very observant with what people are doing. And sometimes you, the, the solution is just doing the opposite of what most people do. Most people go to bed at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. Cool, let's go to bed a little earlier. Most people wake up a lot later. Cool, let's wake up a little earlier. What do most people do on their lunch breaks? They sit and scroll on their phone. Maybe on your lunch break, you do the opposite. Instead of sitting and scrolling on your phone, you work on your side hustle. You go on a walk and you get an extra 3,000 steps in. What can you do that the average person is not doing? And then do the opposite. And do that consistently over time. And then you're going to look back and be like, whoa, I'm in a completely different place. All right? And so if you want to look like them, act like them. If you don't want to look like them, don't act like them. If you want to look like them, eat like them. If you don't want to look like them, don't eat like them. I do not eat like most people do. Most people look at the way I eat and they're like, I can never do that. Yeah, you probably couldn't. You know, but you have to understand that it's going to take inconveniencing your life in order to transform your body. 
or you're going to have to go with the waves. You're going to have to go with the currents. And not living with the currents, if you don't live a life with the currents, it is inconvenient. It takes sacrifice. It takes work. It is not easy. It is hard because you're not going with the currents anymore. You're doing what people are not willing to do and what most people can't do, frankly. That's okay. And the purpose of this training is to tell you that it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. It's okay to feel like you're an outcast. It's okay to feel like it's hard. It's okay to feel like you don't have the energy to do it or you don't know if you can do it. If you're doubting yourself, it's totally okay. And it's totally a part of the process. It's something I deal with on a regular basis. It's okay to offend people for the way that you eat, for the way that you live. It's okay to say no to someone to go to a social gathering on a Friday night because you'd rather go to the gym. It's totally okay to have that and feel that way because you're not living like the 99% do. All right, guys, hope you got some value from today. If you did, please let me know. I would love to hear, and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got some value from this episode. If you would like to learn more about how I can help you lose your next 15 to 30 plus pounds, build muscle, and develop a healthy lifestyle, just DM me on Instagram at Fitness with the word transform, and I will reach out to you directly to see if I can help. I will see you on the next episode, and God bless.